Hi, my good family. You're listening to episode number 16, Train Your Brain to Fast. For sure, it's been way too long since we've been together on this podcast, but I think you're going to love what we're talking about here today. Welcome, I'm Kay Dorellis, your host of the Good Girl Gone Omad podcast, a go-to resource for people like you looking to learn more about your health and happiness through intermittent fasting in a world that is constantly telling us to do more, be more, and eat more. We're going to dive right into it, but first, I just want to acknowledge all of the love and support from all of you all over the map. I have listeners in South Florida, Nigeria, Canada, Greece, Vegas, hi, India, Ireland, Germany, Long Beach, uh, New York, Dubai, South Africa, Jamaica, Arizona. Wow, I'm just so excited. And wherever you're tuning in from, thank you so much. If you're finding this information helpful at all, make sure to subscribe and definitely share it with someone else you know who needs to hear it. Most of you have stumbled upon me because you are now aware that your actions and your thoughts about food are no longer valid. You're questioning the validity of what used to be common knowledge, things like Breakfast is the most important meal of the day. And don't forget, if you don't eat, your body is going to go into starvation mode. I mean, how many times have we heard these? Intermittent fasting flies in the face of these myths. If you're just starting out, you need my intermittent fasting guide for beginners. It's the second edition. It's new, and I definitely want you to have it. This guide is for beginners or If you feel like you're missing something in your fasting lifestyle, I'll send it right over to you. It's free. No strings, no excessive emails. Just go to goodgirlgunomad.com and let me know where to send it. There is power in synchronicity. And while I don't often practice it, I'm a huge champion of circadian rhythm eating. Circadian rhythm eating puts an emphasis on your body's own biological beat, meaning that you are not operating 100%, 100% of the time. Your hormones are in a direct response to sunlight and nightfall. For example, when you are awake during the day, your body knows to increase insulin as you are more prone to eat during the day. And as the nights get longer, your melatonin increases, sending a signal to your body that it's time to go to sleep. Check out episode number 15, where I talk about this sister cousin to intermittent fasting and how unique it is. So the reason I brought up circadian rhythm eating is because we are living in a world that skates around this phenomenon, which actually isn't a phenomenon at all. But I say the word skate because internally we know it. We have phones that remind us to send a text message to our friend. We wear watches that tell us when it's time to take a step. We now have beds that show us if we're getting enough sleep. We have a plethora of data 
that's all sinking up in a cloud designed to help us live a better life. But no one is really going to promote this natural sense of just being. It's natural for us to be healthy and be attuned to our body. So speaking of natural abilities, today we're going to talk about training the subconscious to fast, which is actually pretty funny because the moment you say subconscious, it becomes conscious. But we'll be using the power of the brain to make fasting easier. Before we get into my chat about training your brain to fast, in just one moment, I want to make sure that you are first to know about my latest announcement. As most of you know, summer is the season for extended fasting. It's really not. I just made that up, but let's just say it is. You may know that I host quite a few epic extended fasting challenges that many of you have participated in, and now they're back and better than before. So for all of my extended fasters out there, and for those of you who want to dip their toe in the extended fasting pool, it's here. But there's one thing that I need you to do because we don't want to be herding cats all week. Go to my Instagram profile or Facebook at Good Girl Gone Omad when you're done listening to this episode. Look for my latest challenge post and drop an emoji with the words I'm in. I'm already planning our next one, but I need to know if I'm doing this with you or without you. So I'll look forward to seeing your comment today. Back to our topic. Your body loves patterns. That's why so many people see lots of success from intermittent fasting is because it's a lifestyle that starts to mimic our internal rhythm. We know your body is patternized from the way that your heart beats to the rising and falling of your chest when you breathe. And so is your brain. Your brain thrives on pattern. It uses neurological connections to learn. Your brain wants to learn. It wants to absorb everything and it wants to do it fast. It wants to help you focus on what's most important while the less important stuff takes a back seat. This is actually called your reticular activating system. Your reticular activating system, which we will also refer to as RAS, it's located at the base of the brain. And it acts as a filter around all the information that's surrounding us. Think about all the things that you take in in one day. All the sounds, the images, the colors, the taste. If you broke it down, you're probably taking in about 2 million pieces of information a day. And let's not even throw in scrolling down your social media feed and all the information that comes along with that, right? So this is a lot to process for your little body and the brain can only handle so much. We can really only focus on about like a good five things at one time and that's debatable. So that's two million pieces of information versus five. The reticular activating system, the RAS, acts like your bouncer to get in the club and it only lets in the most important the most VIP stuff so that you can focus more clearly. But 
how does your brain know what it needs to let in versus what needs to be filtered out? How does it know which five pieces out of the two million things to focus on? This is the reticular activating system, the RAS at play. And it all depends on you. Whether you realize it or not, you are actually telling your brain what to focus on every day. Okay, so I know you're thinking, make it make sense, Kay. All right, here we go. So have you ever noticed that the more you focus on something, the more you see it? Or let's flash back to a time where you fantasized about a particular car. Let's just say you're in the market to buy a new car. You've been car shopping and you've fallen in love with a Mercedes-Benz (laughs) S-Class. Don't judge the car choice. It's just an example. Follow me here. So you started doing this research on this car, looking up the model, visualizing the color you buy, picturing yourself driving it, windows down, sunroof open, so much so that you can taste it. Then what feels like all of a sudden, everywhere you go, everywhere you look, there is a Mercedes-Benz on the road. And not just a Mercedes-Benz, your Mercedes-Benz, the S-Class in your same color with your same interior. (laughs) So what's happening here? Did the world bug your phone and search your history and go out and buy the exact same car that you want? Not only that, Maybe they know your schedule, so they send a memo out so that as soon as you leave the house, all the surrounding S-Class owners get out on the road at the same time as you. You know that's crazy talk. Mercedes-Benz S-Class cars have been driving by you for years. What's actually happening is RAS in action. What you start to think about what you have your attention set on amplifies. Since you've been focusing on that car so much, since you've planted that seed on getting that car, your brain thinks it's important and will now look for and bring your attention to everything related to that car in the form of a pattern. If you're still not certain on how this works, let me put it to you the way that someone put it to me. Right now, you are about 18, 20 minutes into listening to this episode, and I bet you haven't paid any attention to your feet. Did you just wiggle your toe? (laughs) Now, let me ask you this. Which foot feels the heaviest? Maybe you're sitting comfortably with your legs crossed right now or walking. So now one foot is in front and more dominant than the other. So you weren't at all paying attention to your feet until I've drawn your attention to your feet. And now your brain is weighing out the scenario to give you an answer on which foot feels the heaviest, even if the answer is that they weigh the same. So that was a bit ridiculous, but the point is, once you have something to focus on, your brain is going to seek to respond. 
when your brain gets a hold of a problem, it goes into a motion to try and solve it. Your brain fires up. It takes you into this tunnel to solve a problem. So you spend all this energy to solve a problem that was never really a problem. So how heavy is your foot? Is that really a problem worth solving or even focusing on? That's not the point. It's the point that your brain will prioritize problem solving and bring things into focus whenever there is a problem. You getting that car and focusing in on that car is a problem. And it will seek to find patterns until it's solved. And now you're still thinking about your feet. And you might not be able to help it after this. Your feet have always been there. I hope neither foot is more dominant than the other. But since you've started this episode, you probably will decide to focus and feel your feet even more so than before. Listen, this is not magic. This is something like the secret. It's literally science. It's information to train your brain to use it for fasting, for living a healthy lifestyle. Our eating habits are just an outward expression of our inner standards. So naturally, what you choose to focus on, you believe. And what you believe, you'll ultimately put into practice. We've all heard the quote, what you think about, you become. And this couldn't be more true when it comes to using the power of the RAS to help you train yourself to fast. If you think of yourself as someone who needs food, who cannot go without food, then more than likely you are going to approach intermittent fasting with hesitation and resistance. What I'm saying is when you eat and how you eat, are determined by who you think you are. So who are you? Just like the car scenario, if you think of yourself as an intermittent faster, as someone trying to get their health in alignment, your brain is going to bring those things into focus that best support you being a successful intermittent faster and being healthy. That's simple. So if you think like an intermittent faster, you are an intermittent faster. The tricky part to this is, how do you define who you are? What should you be focusing on to live this lifestyle? Honestly, most people I talk to have it all wrong. They focus on what I like to call the negative positives. You know the ones like, I don't want to be fat. I need to lose weight. I have to say no to junk food. (laughs) Those are negative positives. They're positive things kind of wrapped up in a little bit of negativity. And we think we're doing ourselves justice and motivating ourselves. But all you're really doing is telling your brain to focus on the junk food, to focus on the fat, to focus on excess weight. It's weird, I know, but... Training your brain to fast is really about raising your standard of who you are in a very affirmative tone so that your brain can bring in all of those external support systems to make it easier. You don't want this to be a struggle. It doesn't have to be. You want to make it as easy as possible, and it can be. For example, 
before I started intermittent fasting, I used to always talk down to myself. Um, Even though I was in the gym every day for a minimum of two hours, the self-talk I had was disgusting. And even though I say self-talk, I also want to make sure that you know that the inaudible thoughts, the things that you don't say out loud, matter as well. So I would always say things like, I'm fat. I'll never lose this weight. My belly is so big. This is going to take a long time. Well, you obviously know because I was on that journey for six years. I was talking to myself like that for six years before I even knew what the reticular activating system was. You know, it had a term. I just used common sense. I told myself, It doesn't make sense to start off this new way of eating, this intermittent fasting that I've heard so much about, and still talk negatively to myself all the time. So no more of that. Honestly, I didn't have the positive affirmations at the time. I wasn't at that place um, to replace them. I didn't want to lie to myself with things like, I'm a size four when I'm a size 14, or I'm skinny when, you know, my belly is sitting on my thighs. That's a bit extreme. (laughs) But instead of talking down to myself, instead of talking down to yourself, sometimes, you know, this could be a strategy for you where you just don't say any of those things at all. Like if you don't have anything to replace the negative positives with, just don't say anything at all. So whatever you focus on amplifies. And I know some of you don't think that this is true. Maybe you think that your body is supposed to be smart enough. Like it's not supposed to get fat. (laughs) It's not going to listen and respond to what you're saying and what you're thinking. But it does not work like that. So even if you say things like, I'll never lose weight, you're still supposed to lose weight. It's not going to work. I'm sorry. That's not going to happen. When's the last time you've heard someone repeatedly say, I'll never lose weight, and then you see them and then they miraculously shed pounds? The system doesn't work that way. The role of RAS, the reticular activating system, is simply to prove you right, no matter what you're telling yourself. So if you're focusing on the fat, you're right. If you're focusing on the health, you're also right. So what we want to start to focus on are all the things that are positive for you. Get rid of the negative thinking, get rid of the negative self-talk. And so my sole purpose is not to convince you all that intermittent fasting is a sure thing, even though I know it is. It's really to empower you to change your mindset for the better so that you can be the master of your own health. So here are a few things a few ways to be the smartest intermittent faster. That's right, no dumb fasters around here. (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm gonna break this down for three groups of people that I might be talking to right now that are listening to this podcast. Three groups of people. The newcomers, so very brand spanking new to intermittent fasting. My seasoned folks out there, have been intermittent fasting for a couple of weeks, a few months, and then my vets. 
So first things first is to not have your life run by circumstance. I'm specifically talking to my beginning fasting family or if you've never fasted before in your life. Right now, you are eating based on circumstance. You have no reasoning, no principle, no guidance. You're just out here winging it and eating it. (laughs) That sounds a little harsh, but if you root it in our discussion today, the RAS, you're not giving your brain anything to focus on at all. So therefore, you eat when you want to eat, when you feel like it, without any attention as to why you're eating or why not. What I want you to do first, for you beginners out there, is to get a handle on your circumstances, your schedule, and any other environmental factors that enable you to feel the way you do about food, right or wrong. Then start to evaluate when and where you can intermittent fast in your daily life. So now let me talk to those of you out there who have some goals. You have some focus, but you weren't quite sure what to call it up until now. Like now you have some terms, you have the RAS, you know, in your back pocket. You may have set out to do some great things, but you may have fallen short. You couldn't fully commit. You may have caved into temptation. You might have even talked yourself out of believing that this way of eating is even worth it. (laughs) Now, to successfully train yourself to fast, if you're seasoned, what I want you to do is to change your language. You might even write this down on paper. Instead of saying, I wish I could fast every day, you may say, I always fast or I am in control of my appetite enabling the RAS to focus in on you being successful consistently. And for my vets out there, you're already doing something you love to do really well. You have a strong sense of who you are and why you are. My only ask of you is to share that with the rest of the world. I would like to think that The reason I feel successful in this lifestyle is that, number one, there is no other way for me. (laughs) There is no wavering. Intermittent fasting is it. Number two, I maintain a positive outlook in the forefront of my mind, no matter what's going on. Even if I happen to eat outside of my window and falter. It happens and it happens more often than you might think. But I never think to myself, that's it. I'm no good at this. This isn't working. I just accept and move on to the next goal. Even if it's something as small as I have to fast tomorrow. Enjoy the fact that this is just another tool to strengthen you as a intermittent faster. Use this to your advantage and Focus in on only the things that make you your best self and do that every single day. I've said this before in other episodes and it's true. You want to will this lifestyle to you. You don't want it to be hard. It shouldn't be. And you do that by having laser-like focus so that all the things 
that would make you successful on this journey just start gravitating toward you. Just like that car, focus on that one seed of intermittent fasting so much so that everywhere you go and everywhere you look, there are people and information surrounding you that it's almost impossible not to be anything but your best self. And eventually, health will be sitting right in your driveway like that Mercedes-Benz. Thanks so much for joining me today for this new episode. If you're loving this episode, please rate and subscribe. Also, share it with a friend by texting a link or by visiting Good Girl Gone OMAD. Be sure to join me on Instagram and Facebook at Good Girl Gone OMAD. And until next time, my good people, bye for now.